This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're checking in on what the governor's budget does and doesn't do for kids in New York with special needs. And to do that, we're joined in the studio by Bill Getman, CEO of Northern Rivers Family of Services. Welcome back to the show, Bill. Great to be here, David. How are you? I'm very good now that I get to see your smiling face looking across from me. Uh, You're wonderful. So I want to start with the issue of health homes, which is something that appears to be a major issue for you and advocates in this space this year. What exactly are health homes, and what are you looking for in an enacted budget? Uh, Great question. So health homes were created about 10 years ago as part of the Medicaid redesign for kids and children. A health home is not a building. It's not a place where you live or recreate. It's not a condo. It's not a hotel. It's a case management program or a care management program for Medicaid recipients, kids up to 21 years of age, who have behavioral health needs, educational needs, primary care needs, and it's designed to reduce hospitalizations, increase primary care access, and to keep kids from uh, penetrating the system and, and the mental health system specifically. So the real goal here is the care manager is the person who pulls the family together develops a plan for them to address their primary care, educational needs, mental health needs, Medicaid management, uh, transportation, and a variety of other uh, social and emotional issues, builds a plan with the family, and then connects them to services to create better outcomes. It's a uh, Medicaid-funded program. It's only eligible for uh, Medicaid-eligible families, and it's been very effective. And unfortunately, the budget calls for a $125 million cut, which will have the impact of basically decimating the program statewide. And the way you framed this program, it sounds like it's a case of health homes representing, say, an ounce of prevention to avoid, say, a pound of cure down the road. Absolutely. There are approximately 30,000 kids statewide who are enrolled in health homes. It's regulated by the State Department of Health. But the real services are provided through mental health and children and child welfare agencies regulated by the state. It is a preventive uh, service because absent the services and connections for primary care, immunization, mental health, these kids would have no place to go. And where they always end up is the front door of the hospital the emergency department, or they'll end up in residential treatment, or they'll be calling 911 or 988. So those outcomes are are unacceptable to everybody, but it is a a real primary prevention uh, intervention. Well, we recently spoke with State Health Commissioner Jim McDonald, and he said one of the priorities of this budget is to reduce the costs of health care facilities, and it sounds like this type of funding cut is ultimately going to increase costs for health care facilities down the line. So does this seem to be the kind of measure that is advanced by, for lack of a better word, penny pinchers in the division of budget? We were surprised when the budget came out because it was just a line item in the budget. The health department has said to us there was no uh, design programmatically to change this program, but when you cut $125 million out of it, you will change the program. It is a primary prevention. It saves Medicaid money down the road. A day in the hospital uh, beyond medical necessity costs $3,500 to $4,000. A care manager can serve a child for less than $500 a month and keep them at home and in the community. 
if you had your druthers, is it just about restoring the $125 million cut? Or is there demand for even additional services above and beyond the previous levels that were funded? Uh, right now, there's 30,000 kids served by this program. There are wait lists across the state for access to the health home program. And obviously, that comes down to not only a financially viable health home rate, which has only been increased once in the last seven years, but also the workforce. We need a strong workforce. So you teed us up for the next big issue in this sector when it comes to actually meeting the needs of kids with special needs, whether they have developmental disabilities or mental health issues. There's that problem of actually being able to pay wages that are creating jobs that are attracting people and retaining people. What, if anything, is in this budget to ensure competitive wages? So the governor proposed a 1.5% cost of living increase for the human service sector, uh, which is a good down payment, and we appreciate the governor's investment there. What we're asking and advocating for is a 3.2% COLA. Mm -hmm. That is the uh, CPI, cost of living increase, over the last 12 months. And the other thing, and the important consideration here is, Health home care managers are not eligible for the COLA. They've been exempted from it all these years. So we need to get the COLA to 3.2%, and we need to include these health home care managers who work across the state, out of their cars, uh, helping families. And if we don't do that, what happens? If we don't do that, kids are going to end up in hospitals. They're going to be stacked up at emergency rooms. They're going to end up going into residential care. They're going to end up calling 911 every time there's a crisis in somebody's home. And their dropout rates will increase. And my fear is that suicide rates will increase. So we recently highlighted this federal waiver that the state received to give some additional flexibility to spend about $7.5 billion in Medicaid funding over the next three years. And a major focus of that money was to be spent on the sort of societal issues that people face and not just their end-of-the-line care. Is that amendment something that creates new opportunities in these spaces? And if so, is the governor trying to leverage any of that money in a meaningful way for this population we've been talking about? I think the 1115 waiver that was approved by the federal government is, is going to help families on some core social determinants and health issues, poverty, food insecurity, and housing. The case management component included in that waiver is not the case management that the kids that we serve in health homes currently need. The waiver services will not have the intensity. A health home care manager will have 20 individuals on their caseload. We expect the waiver caseload to be much higher. The health home care manager has to deal with a variety of different systems, education, mental health, criminal justice, child welfare, where I think the, the waiver is going to be more focused uh, narrowly on social determinants of health. When you think about this budget, do you view this as a starting point and you're confident that the legislature has the capacity to address these concerns or are you afraid of what a final budget ends up looking like? In terms of the health home care management cut, this is, this is a very serious cut. We don't like to scream wolf or cry wolf um, in the budget process. However, this cut will eliminate the program across the state. And I think the question comes down to, do we reallocate funds from the rainy day funds to uh, invest in this program? 
If there's an intent to redesign the program, then the state should have a thoughtful process to bring providers to the table, families to the table, and find out what could be done to make it more, more efficient. What happens with those people who work in those jobs if the funding disappears? Are they able to find work elsewhere, or is that an issue as well? So we have two fears in that regard about the workforce. With this cut on the table, we think some workers are going to say, I better start looking for a job and jump ship right now, mm -hmm. and that would be the worst thing because families' caseloads will go uncovered. Long term, we'll uh, look to, if we have to close the program, we'll look to integrate them into our existing services, uh, which may help a little bit on workforce in that regard, but that's just moving uh, staff from one program to another. It doesn't really solve the real fundamental problem of workforce across the state. Anything else in this budget that stands out to you for good or ill as it pertains to either kids with special needs or just New Yorkers with special needs? I think one thing that we're, as advocates we're concerned about is med um, parity for mental health services mm -hmm. between Medicaid and commercial insurance, and I think that's something that would go a long way to support the governor's uh, effort to increase school-based mental health. School-based mental health is incredible. It's very effective. You do it in your school location. If we had parity and reimbursement, that would uh, improve the outcomes for kids. You know, the education funding is something that everyone's talked about, and we need strong schools to support our kids. And I'd hate to see a retrenchment in uh, mental health services because of the school cut. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Bill Getman. He's the CEO of Northern Rivers Family of Services. Bill, thanks for visiting us in the studio. Thank you, David. your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.